This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I'm Rita Hubbard, the NFL Chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. Cordell, we know that the Ravens are set to play the Houston Texans uh, this Saturday at M&T Bank Stadium, but there's been some things that have happened and transpired going up to the game on Saturday. First things first, uh, Dalvin Cook has been moved to the active roster while Melvin Gordon has been waived and more than likely will be put back onto the practice squad. Do you have any thoughts on that, my good friend? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm honestly a little surprised that they decided to use a active roster spot for Dalvin Cook. I, I felt like they were in a great spot to have some flex, some roster flexibility. If you use just the elevations and even if you wave Gordon still, you now have three open spots for, for three other guys and you could still elevate uh, Dalvin Cook. So I was a little surprised to see them add him to the active roster, but um, you know, John told us on Thursday that, uh, that uh, Dalvin Cook will get in the game. He'll be active on, on Saturday. So, um, look, I mean, I, I still don't know what we should expect from him. I think it's, you know, I, I look at it like when Melvin Gordon on the games, Melvin Gordon was active as the third running back. Sometimes you didn't even see him the entire game. And then when you did, it was very limited. So, I, I mean, I, I don't have high expectations um, for Dalvin Cook still. Uh, I think it's going to take for maybe Gus to kind of start off on a slow slow foot or maybe justice or somebody like that, or God forbid an injury, but outside of any of those things happening, I, I still don't think we'll see as much as of him as, as people think we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's an upgrade over, over Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, that, that situation, I think he pretty much did himself in in week 18 with that fumble. Yep. Um, it is what it is, but yeah, I would say uh, the one surprise that I did have, like I mentioned, was Cook being on the active roster instead of them just simply using uh, elevations. An elevation from the practice squad. It is interesting that they're doing that. I, I think that they look at it as, uh, you know, Cook has some fresh legs because they didn't play a lot um, in New York this season. And, you know, Dalvin Cook uh, is a, to me, I still think he has some tread left on his tires. I don't know how much. And I don't know how much we'll find out on Saturday if he does get in. I don't know how much you take away from Justice Hill or Gus Edwards. And I'm with you. Maybe he comes in if they feel like that the run game is just moving a little bit slower and they can try to get a spark somewhere. Otherwise, I just don't really see like a ton like he's going to be like the number two back. Justice Hill has um, 
made his mark on this team and deserves the right to continue to stay there. Um, another situation is that we talked about the roster spots that opened up. And so we talked about this uh, on the last podcast in terms of, you know, who could potentially take those roster spots. And it's funny because you on the last podcast and you didn't really feel confident about Mark Andrews being a roster um, added to the roster because, you know, he was just getting his feet wet into practicing again. You know, he was out there jogging and then literally you go to (laughs) Owings Mills and he has two really good practices back to back. Now, you know, it appears that they're not being committing to what Andrews is going to do. That could very well just be they don't want to tip off the Texans. But if you had to uh, take a guess, do you think that Mark Andrews potentially is one of those guys getting the roster spot? Saturday? It's it's so tough. It's so tough. Um, I honestly wish I had a definitive answer. I I don't feel confident in any answer I give you, to be honest. (laughs) So 50-50, basically. You can make a case. I am 50-50, truly am, because, you know, Mark has looked good, but, you know, I don't, I don't know what all, you know, practicing, at a at 90% or 95% is one thing, but going and playing a playoff game uh, in these elements, that's a whole nother beast in itself. So you always feel good when you're, this is practice is a controlled environment. You know what I'm saying? And so they can't, they can't hit you. Uh, guys can only come, but so close to you in a game. People know your weak spots. They know where you're hurting. They're going to try to get you down by any means necessary. So you, you have to take all those things into account. Um, so, I mean, look, I, I think it's a better chance that he does that he is active than not. I would say right now, just based off the way that this week has gone. Um, I'll say this: either he is genuinely looking like he's going to play, or the Ravens are doing a- as much as they can to make the Texans believe that he is going to play in this game. And if that's what they're doing, they're doing a great job at it right now because Mark has looked good. Uh, this week, I, I I can't sugarcoat that. It's a total difference from what we saw from him on Friday. So I'm curious to see what happens myself. And I think if he is active, I don't think it'll be a situation where he just takes over and he's tight end one and he's going out there playing no. 40, 50 snaps. I think he'll be situational. I think he'll be third down, short yardage, red zone type of situations. And look, if that is the case, I wouldn't be surprised if almost every time Mark Andrews is on the field, he gets he gets a ball thrown at him. I, I, I don't think that they're going to waste whatever opportunities that they can get out of him. So if he's on the field, I'm looking at him to be a big part of that specific play. Um, but I still think that they're going to ride the hot hand with Isaiah Likely. And, and honestly, I think making Mark a situational guy is probably the best way to continue to get what you're getting out of Isaiah Likely without throwing that whole mojo off that he and Lamar have created in the time that Andrews was gone. I agree with you. And I do think I do think it's a possibility that he plays. And if he does play, um, I do think it's about maybe 20% of the snaps. I, obviously, I don't think that he takes much away 
um, from likely at all. And it will be situational like red zone situations and, and you know, maybe, um, you know, third down situations. Other than that, uh, you know, I would not be surprised to see him there. If I'm the Texans, I mean, it sounds you, – you can prepare for Mark Andrews. I, I mean, that's fine, but like, likely is obviously a formidable um, replacement for him. So, but I do get the dilemma of, oh God, are they going to have both of them out there potentially? So, and remember, uh, so, week one, Mark didn't play. He, he, didn't, he didn't play week one against uh, the Texans. So, you know, th this is not like the Ravens have to have Mark Andrews. But granted, granted, the Texans are different. I don't want to make it seem like they're the same team they were week one. Because we heard all week that they're not the same team. Right, so right. We, have to be, we have to remind ourselves, because the whole world is reminding us that this is not the same. And neither Texans are the Ravens. I, I mean, well, I, I, you know, I think only one team can be hot for now. I don't think that both can be hot. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think that they can, the Ravens aren't the same team either, but nobody's talking about that. Everybody's right. talking about the Texans not being the same team. So uh, what the Ravens are doing doesn't matter around here. I don't know. I mean, not here on this podcast, but here in the media world. So uh, that, that means nothing. Mar Marlon Humphrey, AKA Marlowe. Uh, safe to say that we won't be seeing him this weekend. I would say so. In my mind, Marlon's out. Um, yep. John, indicated to us on Thursday that he's not very optimistic about Marlon's chances of playing. I mean, look, this is now three weeks uh, now, you, you know, two, three weeks. Four. He that. got hurt four weeks ago in the Miami game almost. Well, well, yeah, it was the Miami game. Uh, didn't he play? He, did he not play in the Steelers game? Maybe I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm maybe I'm just blending all the games together, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been so, it's, so long, you know. Yeah, it has. It, it has. So now you're going, yeah, three to four weeks now, Marlon of not doing much. I mean, we saw him on the side field uh, during the bye week um, in the wild card round, but haven't seen him since. And so uh, I don't feel good about him. And that brings into question that other roster spot because um, we've been mentioning Andrews. I, I think the toss up is kind of Andrews or our Darius Washington at this, at this point, because no Marlin, no Daryl Worley, Pepe Williams is back on IR. So they they need some some DBs right now. So I would imagine uh that's the that's kind of the dilemma that they're in. Uh, do they feel like Mark is truly ready to go and if not, our Darius Washington could really be the guy to take that extra spot considering what's going on with Marlon. Speaking of um, spots remaining, we know that Devin DuVernay has also been um practicing as well. Mm -hmm. What do we think about that? Do we think that he finds his way back into the lineup, um, or do if they do they push that aside and let Mark Andrews play instead, and you know see how that goes? Yeah, I, I, I Duvernay to me is kind of solidified as one of those spots. I'll say yeah. that I think he's solidified as one of those uh, three roster spots, or now two roster spots, I should say, with Dalvin Cook being added to the active roster. Um, so that's why I think it's truly a dilemma for that last spot. I think it's going to come down to Mark or Darius. But, yeah, I think Devin DuVernay is definitely going to be back. And I asked special teams coordinator Chris, uh, Chris Horton on Wednesday if DuVernay would take take his uh, role back over as the return specialist. And he said he would. He said it was his job before he got hurt, and it'll be his job when he returns. And, look, it's an easy decision to make considering Tylen Wallace himself hasn't been practicing. He's not going to play on Saturday either. So um, I'm expecting DuVernay to 
return the kickoffs. I'm probably expecting Devin DuVernay to return the punt as well. That will be definitely interesting to see who is actually going to be out there at 430 on Saturday. Does Mark Andrews play? Does Darius Washington make it instead? Does Dalvin Cook get any playing time? We will soon find out in a couple of days. All right, Cordell, let's talk some matchups. Um, you know that we typically, you know, look at DVOA. It's not it's not the Bible or anything. It just gives you um, a reference on how um, statistics have these teams listed. So currently the Ravens are the number one team in total DVOA with a number four offensive rank and a number one defensive rank. The Texans are currently the number 12th team uh, for DVOA with the 14th uh, offense and a 16th defense. So they're a little bit balanced uh, there in that regard. Um, we talked about this in the last segment facetiously. Oh, the Texans aren't the same team as week one. Yes, we're well aware. They did not have three offensive linemen uh, that were starters in that game. Um, you know, and so everybody's week one uh, was a little bit murky. You know, week one now is type is typically the time where teams really start to play together because a lot of guys don't play much during the preseason like the Ravens do. So um, the Texans had a little rough start. Um, the Ravens had a rough start, particularly in the first half. And now both of these teams appear to be rolling down the stretch. So uh, the Texans come in and all we've been hearing about is uh, CJ Stroud, which is understandable. I love CJ Stroud. I think he's a phenomenal player. And what they've been able to do on offense, I think many people were surprised by what they did uh, against Cleveland last week because they have such a great defense. And while it is very impressive, I'd argue that it's very hard to come back from two back-to-back -back pick sixes, and that kind of helps your situation a ton. So when you look at this matchup here, um, how do you what do you view to be the more problematic matchup? Is it the Houston Texans offense versus the Ravens defense, or is it the Ravens defense versus the Houston Texans offense? Uh, the Ravens offense, excuse me, versus the Houston Texans defense. Well, I mean, I, I think the the matchup that I'm mostly intrigued by is the Ravens defense against that offense. I mean, I think you got two of the best young coordinators on each side of the ball, and Mike McDonald, who I've said many many of times, I think is the best defensive coordinator in football right now, and Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the Texans. He may end up with a head coaching job this off season, if not this off season, probably next off season. But I, I think he's um, a great coordinator in his own right, and we haven't seen. You know, many offenses have success against Mike McDonald's defense. I mean, they they seem to have a lot of offenses numbers, even some of the elite play callers like Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, uh, Ben Johnson, all these guys. I mean, they look completely fooled going up against this Ravens defense multiple times. So um, I think there's clearly something there with whatever Mike McDonald is doing. So I'm looking at, at that matchup. Can this Ravens defense get pressure on CJ Stroud and how will Stroud handle that pressure? I've talked to a couple of the defensive guys and specifically Adafi Owe mentioned how uh, uh, CJ Stroud, one of the differences he's noticed from him from week one to now is in week one, he, he noticed how CJ Stroud was trying to get rid of the ball every time he sensed any kind of pressure coming. Whereas now he's willing to hang in the pocket, let the play develop, give some of his guys like Nico Collins an opportunity to get open down the field and then let it go. 
Um, so I, I'm curious to see how the the now more mature uh, rookie C.J. Stroud handles this Ravens defense that has had everybody's number. And look, I, I, I think a lot of people look at this Texans offense and say, well, they've only got one guy you really got to worry about, and Nico Collins, if you want to throw Dalton Schultz out there as well, that's fine. But I, I would I just caution people that, you know, every everybody has thought that. You think the Browns didn't think that you know all they had to do was limit Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz and they'll be okay? That that's not always the easy answer. And I would also say that I think the Texans have under the radar have been really good this year when because they dealt they've been dealing with injuries to the wide receiver group all year. All year. Yeah. Nico has missed time. Tank Dale, as we know, is done for the year. Noah Brown Noah now. Brown is out. So it, I think back to that Titans game towards the back end of the season where Tank Dale was gone, Nico Collins was gone, and then all Noah Brown does is go out there and completely torch the Titans. So if there's any offense that has been able to kind of stretch their limited amount of weapons and get the most out of it, it's it's been this Houston offense. Um, that's it. And, and then the other thing is that they don't turn the ball over. I mean, Stroud has been for a rookie to only have five interceptions. This year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty good for as much as he throws the ball and how far down the field he throws the ball. Stroud had 13 yards per attempt in super wild card weekend. That was tied for best with Jordan love in the, in, in during that week. So this is a guy that he isn't checking it down. You know, he's, He's pushing the ball down the field, but it's still very efficient every time he lets the ball go. So that side of the ball is the one I'm really paying attention to. Um, and then I guess one thing on the other side is I'm, I'm curious to see how this Ravens team runs the ball. This is a Texans team that's good for sixth in the NFL and against stopping the run this year. So I know they've given up some big games to guys like Jonathan Taylor and stuff like that, but overall, um, teams haven't had a lot of success running the ball against them this year. So I'm curious to see how this Ravens team, who obviously is one of the better running offenses in the league, although I, I think individually some of the production for some of the running backs is tailed off, especially for like Gus down the stretch. I'm curious to see if he can kind of revive himself. Yeah, I, you know, um, they do um, play good run defense, uh, better than, you know, I was willing to give them credit for. But one thing that I will note, I have noticed about this Texans team is that when when they play, um, when they've lost or they play in close games, the running backs have been a part of that recipe. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you have to be um, consistent about running the ball here because I do think that that's important in terms of um, getting it off. I do agree with you that, you know, they 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 just bring guys in, you know, it doesn't matter who it is, Nico, Tank Dell, you know, Noah Brown, whatever. Um, uh, but I do think that the personnel of the Ravens is extremely talented on all three levels. I, look, I'm sure the Browns could have said the same thing and, and they would have been right. Uh, but the Browns also were not playing at home. The Browns were also playing on the road. And, you know, also they had just played, the Houston Texans on Christmas Eve, just not even, you know, what, four weeks ago that they have played. So um, I'm sure that that was a part of it too. And just understanding what they were able to do down the stretch um, when they played the Ravens in week one, they didn't have Kyle Van Noy, you know, they didn't have other guys out there playing um, the way that they did. Now, Marlowe did not play then. He probably won't play now, 
But ultimately, there's been different parts, and this defense has gotten better as the season has gone on. So that will be definitely uh, interesting to see. They definitely played well um, in terms of rattling, you know, uh, moving Lamar and, and, and the pass rush that they had in the first game. Um, but, you know, that, that's another comment that we could talk about, you know, while they sit there and say, well, we didn't have three of our starters. I don't recall Ronnie Stanley being out there playing. Um, and Ronnie Stanley has done well, I think we can say, in the past few weeks. Um, and then he's had some time off as well to get himself together. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And, look, I just think that the Ravens, for everything that we talk about in terms of, like, in the past, what they didn't have, I think they have a plethora of guys and now that can be difference makers. And someone asked, you know, who's basically going to be the quote-unquote Jacoby Jones of this team? And I would not be surprised if it's a guy like Nelson Aguilar who has been um, – shamed another fan bases basically about you know because he's he was boom or bust when they come to catching balls but he's been uh very consistent so far this year in terms of what the ravens were doing i would not be surprised if they have no answer for number four because the ravens are offered the opportunity yeah you can go to their best three players but what about their fourth best player what about their fifth best player and that's the question that i have for this ravens um, offense going against that te Texans defense, do they have enough to stop what the Ravens have on offense? Oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson is the quarterback because you played Joe Flacco last week. Now, we and look, we know Joe, what he's able to do. He's also 38 years old and stands in the pocket like the Statue of Liberty. So <laughs> that's not going to be the same thing that you're going to get in Saturday's game. And, and those are the things that I think we um, have to take account for to see how this goes. The Texans are a very well-coached team. They're a very good team. But my question is, on the road in cold conditions with the offense being – looks like that they're turning a corner as well and that defense being lights out, do they have enough willpower on both sides of the ball to put an end to the Ravens' season at home? And we'll talk about that. We'll get our scores and who we think will win. And uh, we'll also preview what we think about for the Chiefs-Bills game on Sunday as well. All right, Cordell, so it is prediction time. We know that the Ravens are – the spread just continues to move. I mean, they are currently nine-and-a-half-point favorites um, now over the Houston Texans. Uh, the over-under is 43-and-a-half. I definitely think that it can get over. But how do you see this going? Yeah, uh, real quick, the game statuses have come out. Um, so while we're doing this, finally, we get some information while we're doing the podcast. Um, but <laughs> Marlon is officially out, um, as is Tylen Wallace, which isn't really a surprise. Jerry Hughes is officially out for Houston. Um, Jadavian Clowney, Zay Flowers, Malik Harrison, and Dadafe Owe were taken off the injury report. And Mark Andrews, Duvernay, Delshawn Phillips, and Ardarius Washington are all officially questionable. Uh, for the game, questionable to me sounds like you playing. I, I I don't know, friend. I don't know, but I ain't never seen a questionable. I mean, I'm sure they exist, but they are few and far between. So anytime you see somebody listed as questionable and not doubtful, there's a very good chance that that person. I mean, it, it is especially considering Mark has now logged back to back full particip uh full participation days. So is that three consecutive days of a practice participancy for Mark Two? Andrews? Yeah, back to back. Uh, oh, not, uh, not three. Tuesday he was limited. 
Tuesday was limited. Got you. Okay. Yeah. But he so, participated all three days, and but two days were full practice. Mm -hmm. Got and, and finished the week on a full practice. So that so that's big. So we'll see what happens on Saturday, but um definitely adds to the optimism of potentially seeing Mark Andrews. Um, in terms of the prediction for Saturday, look, there's a nine and a half point spread or nine point, yeah, nine and a half point spread. Um, I think this is going to be a game where points are put up. I, I think both teams are going to score. Uh, I think that the Texans are going to get to the twenties, um, if not a little higher, maybe, but all in all, I do think that this is a game that the Ravens should win. I don't think that Houston defense travels, um, I think that they are a team that leans on turnovers and the Ravens have been really good at not turning the ball over as of late. Um, yep. And ultimately, I do think that they'll be able to figure out C.J. Stroud in that offense. So I think the Ravens win this one 33 to 20. I think they cover. Um, I think they win, uh, you know, con kind of comfortably in a spot where it's not too stressful. I think it'll be close enough going into the half, but I think I think they make enough plays in the second half to kind of separate. Ironically, um our our prediction number uh score was the same. I'll change it though. Uh you know the only people in my opinion, the only teams in my opinion that that have a real chance of beating the Ravens are the Baltimore Ravens. When they um, are not on their A game, they tend to just not play well. And, you you know, the concern of rust versus rest is going to happen, and they might come out being rusty. I don't know. They might come out being hot, hot as fire. We don't know yet, right? But um, I think that how they come out will be very important to in terms of what it is that they're going to try to do for 60 minutes. And, and I'm not here to say that if they come out uh, cool or cold, that they can't turn it around because they absolutely can. Right. And this is not me saying that, um, but I think that they know that they haven't played in a few weeks and they want to be, you know, hot when they come out. And I think that that defense will absolutely be it. The offense, I think, is, you know, to be determined. But I, not because that they're not capable, Cordell. It's because I think that, you know, sometimes the anxiety and the antsiness and, you know, it kind of, it kind of, the jitters kind of make you overthink, over pursue, things like that. You know what I'm saying? But once things get settled down, I think that they'll be just fine. Um, I really like the Texans. I think that the Texans are a dangerous team in the AFC moving forward. Um, and they're only going to get better. I just don't think that they have enough. So I, um, ironically, my score was the same. I'll change mine to 35-20. I'm going to keep the 20 because I'm going to keep that. Um, but I'm going to change the score to 35-20. I think that the Ravens find a way to um, win this game and handedly. Uh, and, this again, this is not disrespect to the Houston Texans because I think that they're a, a very good football team. I just don't think that they have enough. I don't. And look, you could you can easily say, oh, well, the Browns, you know, last week, hey, the Browns threw the ball over 50 times and ran it like 22 times. OK, they're, they're an unserious franchise over there. So I'm not I'm not interested in using them as some example because they don't know how to call a game, in my opinion, properly. So uh, I do think that the, the Ravens will find a way to win this football game by two scores. I do think 35 to 20 will be the score, which means that they, we are both picking the over for 43. Okay. And well, no, you are not. You're picking yeah. actually at 
40. No, uh, no, no, 53. That's 53. We're both picking the 43 and a half. My math was mad. My math didn't math for a second. I was like, oh, no, no, no. We didn't say 10. We said 20. Both yeah, of us are picking the over picking as well as, uh, but you are also, we're both picking the cover as well. Yeah, we're both so. picking the cover and the over. And I would also say, you know, this is going to be a game where no matter who ends up getting ahead, or especially early, this game won't truly be over. Uh, I saw Next Gen tweeted out some stats that C.J. Stroud and Lamar Jackson are the best two quarterbacks in the league, C.J. being the best, Lamar coming in at second, the two best quarterbacks when playing from behind in the NFL yeah. this season. So this is definitely – you can't – this is going to be a game where even if you get a lead, you can't feel comfortable because both quarterbacks have shown the ability to, to be able to bring their teams back. Absolutely. And so it, it will be fun to see how this goes. There's another game that will be played in the AFC this weekend and the divisional round, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs going to Buffalo to play the Bills. Um, you know, Chiefs, they always, they're going to find a way. And I, I think that we all kind of thought that Miami was just not going to cut mm -hmm. it. You know, they're, they're a very, they're a finesse team. They don't, they just, to me, don't have what it takes when it comes to certain elements or when it comes to the playoffs, quite frankly. So um, now they go to Buffalo. Uh, it's the first time, and I don't know how long, that Kansas City's had to travel somewhere to go to uh, a football game for the playoffs, but they do. They go to Buffalo because Buffalo is the two seed, Kansas City's the three seed. Uh, and so I'm curious to know what your opinion is on how that game shakes out. If the Ravens win on Saturday, who do you think? is going to be the other representative. Yeah, I think this obviously could be the best game of the weekend. Um, I I love seeing great players feel challenged. I, I think you yeah. you get something you may not have ever seen. As, as, as great as we think these guys are, you know, we could see them take their game to a whole nother level. And that's what I'm expecting to see really out of both of these guys, but specifically Patrick Mahomes, who's going to play his first – uh, uh, playoff game on the road. Number one, that speaks to just the dominance that he has had. He and the Chiefs have had really since he's taken over for Alex Smith as the quarterback. So just yep. now playing his first road playoff game is nuts. Um, but I think this is kind of going to be one of those situations, like you know, where where you know where you feel like it's all on the line and your back is against the wall. You you've got to dig deep and and show another side of yourself and. I'm expecting to possibly see maybe the best game Patrick Mahomes has played because honestly, it may take the best game he's ever played to win this game in Buffalo. Because if Josh Allen's going to look the way he did against Pittsburgh, I mean, good luck, good luck to a lot of teams that that have to get through the Bills at that point. So I'm going to take the Chiefs just because I gotta kind of pick them until they lose. Um, but also, Mahomes, I, I just I think it's this is a week where a lot of people are probably going to be leaning bills and that could just be all the ammunition that a guy like Patrick Mahomes needs. Absolutely. I listen, I can't root against Kansas city. I want to, you know, I want to say, Oh, you know, they don't have really good pass catchers this year. She Rice is, you know, hit or miss. Sometimes he has games where he catches like last week against Miami. Sometimes he has games where he doesn't, you know, um, and so it makes it so easy for people to be to, to write Kansas City off. 
but Patrick Mahomes is still the quarterback of that team. So the days that they do decide to catch the ball, they're effective. And so because I don't know who's going to show up in that game tells me that I can't pick the Bills confidently. Because if I if if you're telling me that they can go with Travis Kelsey and right, I'm actually good enough. That's good enough for me. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It is. It's good enough for me. You know what I mean? In terms of Kansas City winning. So I'm with you. Uh, I, I, look, I can come up with a million and one reasons that the Bills are going to win this game. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, it starts with Josh Allen and, you know, and then they have, they finally started having balance in the run game and they're, uh -huh. you know, utilizing James Cook more and then they have Stephon Diggs. Um, and, you know, that defense has done some things, but they are, that defense is also not healthy. They lost another linebacker in the game last week due to an ankle injury. So they, they don't stay healthy. So if Kansas City just can connect, I feel like that this is going to be Kansas City's day. And, you know, Kansas City's defense is much better than it's been in years past. Steve Spagnola, their defensive coordinator, has done a fantastic job over there. Um, so that part, too, is something that we've not seen from Chiefs teams in years past. So I am with you. I think that Kansas City wins this one in a close game. And until Patrick LaVon Mahomes loses playoff games, then I'll pick against them. But until then, I'm just not. You're going to find somebody else to do it because it ain't going to be. And I would also say, assuming the Ravens beat the Texans, I think it, it's exactly what needs to happen for Lamar and those guys <laughs> to have to go through Patrick Mahomes and them to, to get Absolutely. to where they want to be. You, you, you want to beat the best to, to, to prove you're the best. And uh, I think anybody out of the AFC, if you want to get to the Super Bowl, you want to win the Super Bowl, you can't avoid Mahomes. You, you, you're going to Man. see it. So I, I, I am that that's I, I think that'll be, you know, as big as it'll be for Lamar personally to get to the AFC championship and even get to the Super Bowl and stuff. It'll, it'll have to, you you would have to add just that much more respect if he gets through Mahomes to get there. I completely agree with you. So uh, we both have Kansas city winning uh, against the bills. Cause we not picking against Patrick Mahomes. Sorry. I mean, if y'all wanted us to be a little bit more daring, not over here. Not, not, uh, <laughs> sorry. I was I daring last week when I picked the dolphin. So I'm, I'm, uh, that's all that, <sighs> that's all the risk you'll get from me. You already know. I was like, nah, brother, yeah. that ain't happening dog. Like I tried. Patrick I tried. Hill is the quarterback of that team. So uh, until he's not, uh, it's very hard for me to go against, uh, the grade, and that is Patrick Mahomes. So uh, we want to thank you all for listening. We will be recapping the playoff game. Hopefully, prayerfully, it is a Ravens win. Uh, after the game, uh, it will be on Sunday, and we'll talk about everything that happened in the divisional playoff game. And hopefully by then, by the time you hear it, we'll have an understanding of who will be the participant uh, for AFC Championship Weekend, and that includes if the Ravens will be there or not. So we look forward to talking about the next divisional round and seeing who's going to be victorious and who gets out of that. We want to thank you all for listening. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.